Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Ben Kenny. He is Grand Bills along with me. Grand showed up to work today. We're in for Bill. Bill is back on Monday. Off the rest of the week, myself and Grant will be with you each day as we pretty much count down the days until the All-Star break. Last year, Grant, I was in this chair as well, filling in for Bill. He takes the same vacation week every year, lines it up oh. with close to the All-Star break. But last year, we had the Bucks in the finals, and it was a very, I, I guess it was a, uh abnormal summer and a, an abnormal All-Star break to be hosting a four-hour radio show. This year, there are no Bucks in the finals. They did play the summer league. I didn't watch it. I don't. I I still can't understand who won that game. But we'll get into that in a little bit. My buddy Asher Lowe will join us. He was at the game. Talk a little bit about what he has seen from Johnny Davis, about what he's seen from Marjan Beauchamp, and some of the Bucks youngsters out there in Vegas. That's coming up around one o'clock. But I I mentioned it heading into the break. A big topic as we go through this month will be. What are the Brewers going to do? How can they get better at the deadline? I think every single fan and every single follower of this baseball team, we all should agree that bullpen arms are necessary. We should also be confident that Stearns, one who has shown a love for picking up uh, low-priced bullpen arms, will go do that. So I think that all goes without saying. Like, yes, they need to bolster the bullpen. They need to get deeper. You can't really have Trevor Gott or... uh, John Dale Gustav, Trevor Kelly, even though uh, he hasn't pitched in a while. Chichi Gonzalez. There, there are a bunch of guys you can't have out there pitching come playoff time. But I'm confident that Stearns will do that. He's good at it. But yes. if there's a big ticket move, I've said I'm still in on Frankie Montas getting a pitcher. Uh, there also could be moves to be made on the offensive side in in the positions. I said yesterday, Grant, that the defense is starting to concern me with this baseball team. So any move that can bolster your lineup and bolster what you do uh, on defense behind the pitchers would be very welcome. Ramon Laureano on the A's is someone I've thought about recently. But the big topic here is I, everybody thinks or most people think I, if they want to go all in, like they're going to need to somehow get another bat. Another Eduardo Escobar would be great, but maybe someone bigger than that to, yeah. to really, really help this lineup. The big topic is, would you trade away some of the top prospects to do that? And for some reason, most of the most of the chatter I've seen online, and some of it directly uh, going up to my tweets at Benzie Kenny on Twitter, is that uh, direct quotes are, this guy, Churio, Freelick, name your top prospect. They're untouchable. Now, Jackson Churio is the interesting one. He is 18 years old. The Brewers signed him a couple years ago uh, in the international signing pool. He has really gone ballistic recently. Uh, He is up to number 20 in Baseball America's midseason prospect rankings. You look at all of the prospects over the last seven years to have a runs created plus. And I'm not going to get deep into what that means, but the higher the number is, the better. He is at 160. WRC plus. Yes. That's that stat. He is at 162. 100 is around major league average. He is, he has been terrific uh, in a ball with where he, I mean, he's only 18, so he will rise, but the only player since 2015 to be 18 years old and have something that good in that category, Wanda Franco, current Ray shortstop, uh, young phenom, Fernando Tatis Jr. Anybody who knows baseball, I feel like knows that name, uh, all-star uh, stud. 
He has been hurt this year, but he is an electrifying baseball player. Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, hitter of bombs, uh, among other things. Electric player, uh, rising star, going to be one of the faces of the league. Julio Rodriguez also did it. He is a rookie in Seattle now, could be rookie of the year. He's terrific. And Ronald Acuna Jr., who, I mean, goes without saying, absolute stud. So Churio has risen himself into pretty elite company at this point in his career. I don't know how long it's going to take him to get to the big leagues, but Grant, I'll ask you first. If it came down, and we can get into who they could be trading for next, but if it came down to parting ways with Churio or parting ways with outfielder Sal Freelick or outfielder Joey Weimer, would you be in favor of the Brewers going in to make this move and saying goodbye to insert top prospect here? Yes. If it helps you contend for a World Series this year next, right? Any move that they make at the trade deadline, which I know some Brewers fans are like, hey, we should trade Josh Hader. Okay. Are you trading Josh Hader with the idea to contend this year and next? Is it a trade that's going to help you bring in other pieces to help you win this year and next? Then I'm fine with it. I love Jackson Churio. I also didn't know who he was until like a month ago. And I feel like most Brewers fans didn't know who he was until last week, which I think is the con of baseball minor league teams, which we can get into that. I, I, I kind of think they're a marketing front. <laughs> like they launder the <laughs> reputation of some of these owners that have no interest in winning. It's like, Oh, we can't trade for a good player. We got this guy coming up. He's really good. And everyone's like, Oh, cool. But that's a whole separate conversation. If you need to trade a top prospect and you can get an amazing player to help you. And now then do it. Cheerios 18. By the time he's up here, all of these stud pitchers are going to be gone. Or most of them are going to be gone. Haters going to be gone. Like our windows now, I want to win a world series. So do whatever you need to do to make that happen. I think that's a really good point that five years from now, when he is, let's say 23 entering his prime best case scenario, he's one of the best outfielders in the NL or in the NL central or in baseball at that point, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Josh Hader, Devin Williams will not all be on the same pitching staff. It's nearly impossible to keep all those guys around. So I see where you're coming from there. And listen, I am, I have always been infatuated with baseball prospects. I I think yesterday I tweeted at you. I'm a prospect sexual in some ways. I just, Mm -hmm. I cannot get enough of minor league baseball and the guys that are to come next. And I'm a nerd in that way. Part of that is fantasy baseball. I love the, like if you could give me a random guy who's going to hit 260 on the year and not give me like a picture, Howie Kendrick, but multiplied by 50. I would rather get a guy coming up like O'Neill Cruz who's hitting 190, but has that boom potential to just go crazy as soon as he gets to the MLB. That's why I love these prospects. But as a guy who does, I also agree with you. I think this is a very golden opportunity where a lot of the pieces are in place for the Brewers to make a big move and do it. My only issue with all of this, though, comes with who? Who could possibly be out there to trade for? Because when I look up and down, and this is only on teams that are going to sell. Like you, for instance, there's no Manny Machado, Trey Turner sitting out here, a guy of that crazy caliber. Like when the Dodgers picked up, they got Scherzer and Trey Turner together, right? Which remains, by the way, so dumb that the Nationals, but I get that they were trading Scherzer, but then they're also like, here, take our really young franchise shortstop. That was dumb. Yeah, I think he is one of the more underrated players still in baseball. He's crazy good, but I don't really see any of those caliber guys out there at this point. And a price can always be negotiated for a team that maybe is on the fence, but then sees a price come in and say that they have to make a move. 
but Josh Bell is one of the highly coveted names. I mentioned it earlier. I don't know how much of an upgrade, though, he is over Rowdy Telez or whether that warrants that kind of trade. And then all the other names that you see listed, like CJ Crone is fine. Uh, fine, yep. And y- you go up and down the list, and most people you could say exactly that about. Like, they're fine. They'll help, and the Brewers might trade for them. But I don't know. None of these guys really warrant giving up that big name. The trade I would do it for is, I mentioned this a little earlier, give me Frankie Montas from the A's, starting pitcher, and Ramon Laureano, their center fielder. He's had a down defense year in center, but he has shown to be a very good defensive center fielder. His numbers are literally the exact same as every single Brewer up and down the lineup, 247 OPS in the high 700s. Yet there is kind of the ceiling there where I think they can maybe get more out of him, like a Willie Adamas type of deal with he did it in the past and then he comes to Milwaukee and shows more. But that move to bolster the lineup and the rotation at the same time, I'm in favor of that. I'm okay if one of the top prospects are traded. I would just love to know, and maybe people can help us out and chime in on who it could be, but who are the big bats that they could actually go acquire? I always use the Manny Machado example in this discussion because that was an example where an elite player was available and it was going to take your top prospect. The Brewers didn't move that move because they would have had to give it up. Uh, they would have had to give away Keston Hira. They don't want to do that, <laughs> right? And Keston Hira could still be great one day. Like That's I, tough. This isn't slander Keston Hira, but looking back now, I'm left thinking, okay, well, maybe I would have done that. You know, like maybe that would have made the difference against the Dodgers. You don't know. I'm not saying it would have for sure. Um, and maybe there's no Manny Machado type player out there that would require you trading a top prospect. Also, we're still a couple weeks away and don't underestimate the drive that so many of these owners have to get cheaper and worse. Like that is a huge factor in Major League Baseball. So who knows, right? A couple of weeks make a huge difference and some owner wants to get rid of a good player to save a couple of bucks. Yeah, you never know. I'm with you. And I mentioned the Loriano Montas thing. Montes is under team control through 23. So you definitely get him for at least another year. Loriano through 2024. So that kind of fits the mold of guys that can stay under team control. 877-867-1670. Would you part ways with a top prospect to bring in significant help? Let's go to the phones. Line one. You're in the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Grant knows me as Dave from Middleton. I'll stick with that. Dave from Middleton. What's up? Yeah. (laughs) Dad, I'm pleased to meet you, man. Hey, good to uh, meet I'm, you. Um, you sound like a very nice version of Dave from Monona. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's the nice, he's the nice, like the devil on the shoulder, angel on the shoulder. He's the yin to David Monona's yang. Love it. Love it. I'll have to polish up my halo. But, uh, yeah, you were talking earlier today about uh, why people are so intent and or intense with respect to their game-to-game judgment of the Brewers. And I'm going to go with uh, your second suggestion. It's been years and years and years. Uh, one of your morning uh, colleagues refers to it as the nut punch continuum, I believe. Yes, yes, I've heard that. And at, and at some point, your back gets so sore that you look for any kind of relief you can find. So if the Brewers have a good game, it's, yeah, uh, they're on the roll. And if they have bad game, it's kind of like, well, I've seen this movie before. So um, it's a psychological thing, I believe, and uh, not uh, something that's going to be easily remedied unless 
there's some positive activity in the postseason. As far as training uh, for someone uh, established and uh, who's going to contribute to the Brewers, I'm all in favor of the deal is out there, go for it. Both you guys and your colleagues have referenced the fact, uh, rather pretty much a fact, that there is a two-year window for this, and then it's going to be very expensive to maintain the pitching staff, perhaps some of the position players. So the time is now. Uh, the 10-year-old guy, I don't follow baseball, I you guys do. He's not going to be ready. Um, I don't know what the average is, even for phenoms to get to the big leagues, but this guy is in, what, A? Yeah, he's in A ball. Three years is probably the best case scenario. Two to three years. Okay, well, he's going to miss the window then anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and when he first gets called up, they're not going to want him up for good. They're going to bring him up and then send him back down and do that whole thing. Yeah, Dave, I'm with you. When it comes to the when it comes to the outlook on the team, I I am all in for the game to game over and like how we overanalyze everything, how the outlook changes when they win and lose. But that's about being a baseball fan, I guess. In terms of the overall outlook heading into the playoffs, last year it was pretty much all positive. Everyone thought, you know, hopefully they'll figure something out, but the pitching is great. You had some people pick them to win the World Series this year. I don't know how much is necessarily different. Aside from the health, which I, by that point should be okay. Yeah, I have uh, no reason to disagree with that assessment. I got anyway, you. Uh, thanks for the listen. I'll let you guys go. Doing a good job with the show. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the week. Take it easy. Yeah, I appreciate it, thanks, Dave. Dave. Thank you. the The angel on the left. Does the angel sit on the left shoulder or the right shoulder in that setting? I don't know, but I love Dave. I wish he called more often. I hear from him once in a while. Yeah. But not as much as Dave and Monona, who I also love for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, but D- Dave's in for for giving up one of the top guys uh, to pick someone up. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Line one, you're in the Bill Michael Show. Who do we got? Hey, man, this is Jake in Madison. Jake, how are you? Good, good. Uh, you know, talking about players we can pick up, I haven't heard anybody toss his name around, and maybe it's just too big. But like Mike Trout, is is he just untouchable? So that's interesting. Trout, yes. Hmm. Um, Trout is hmm. under contract for so long that I don't know if I he has to be untouchable because he is the franchise. There's another player on that baseball team that I wanted to talk about. His name's Shohei Otani. Oh, yes. So <laughs> yeah. so listen, it's like. It's been brought up that maybe Shohei Otani down the road, I think he's under contract for two more years. Maybe he wants to go somewhere and win because no matter what the Angels do to put a good roster together, it seems like they're always going to suck. They just cannot get out of the doldrums of being horrible, no matter how many good players they have. It's like Trout and Otani combined for five home runs, 18 RBI, and the Angels lose 30 to 18. It happens every week. So I, I'm with you. I just, I actually put this out on Twitter earlier today. I put the Brewers top three prospects and Freddie Peralta. I said, would you trade them for Shohei Otani? And I had a couple people say no. 
Oh, man. I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, Secondly, I just, I don't know, I'm listening. I'm maybe on a delay, but uh, Dave from Middleton just called in, and uh, you said he sounds like a nicer Dave from Anona. I would just say more educated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to agree or disagree. I'll plead the fifth there, but I will <laughs> I will definitely let you air, air that uh, opinion. You, yeah, you guys have a great day. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, there he is. There is our first mention of stars on the angels, Grant. And I was hoping this would persist today. Listen, if you are the angels, pretend you are the angels general manager. I don't know his name, but yeah, he's done a pretty questionable job in the last 20 I'm going to close my eyes and really go all out for this, but yeah. visualize it. Pretend you're, you're a mostly incompetent general manager because that's who it's <laughs> proven to be. All right. I come to the doorstep. I say, I will give you Jackson Churio. Sal Freelich, the number two prospect in the Brewers system, Joey Weimer, the number three, all three of those guys, and Freddie Peralta for Shohei Otani and throw in, I don't know, insert utility infielder here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what, what, what are the Angels going for? Are they trying to win more games and contend? Because maybe, but would fans rather keep Shohei? Or would they rather get a bunch of prospects they've never heard of? Let's be real. I mean, we love these guys. Again, we only heard about Churio last week for the first time, but now he's everyone's favorite. Are Angels fans jumping up and down over that? You you can't forget, and I'm in the GM chair here, so you got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm trying to keep my job. I'm not trying to get fired. I'm trying to keep the fans happy, sell tickets. I I feel like you just can't trade Shohei Otani no matter how bad your team might be. I agree because I, I mean, letting him go is this is kind of hyperbole, but he is the modern day Babe Ruth in a lot of ways. One of the most yeah. dominant pitchers in baseball. Like he was MVP last year. You might be having a better year this year. One of the most dominant hitters, pitchers at the same time. So I, if I am them, I don't know how in the world I trade him. However, they're in a weird crossroads because yeah. their team sucks. They have great players. Rendon's out for the year. They're, I mean, they were good in the beginning of the year. Then they go on a 13-game losing streak, fire their how manager. Is, and How are they bad? I don't understand it. I don't know. I, I can't. I look at their roster. I'm like, okay, maybe you're not the Dodgers or the Astros, but I don't understand how they're bad. I just don't understand how it works. Well, a lot of the names they have relied upon have been great in the past and kind of have lost it, like Noah Syndergaard. Can't blow guys away sure. anymore. Rendon hasn't been good since he signed there. And then a top prospect like Joe Adele hasn't really lived up to expectations. But yeah, I I don't know. I think they would be at a weird crossroads. But this all this goes back to the conversation. And right, we could go back and forth as to whether they would do it. I think I'm with you that they definitely would not. However, I someone responded to me on Twitter today and said, Otani wouldn't fix anything unless he is an outfielder every day. And I can only say to that, he would fix everything. We mentioned they need a bat and they need an arm. He would literally do both in the same being. He would be a top of the rotation, dominant arm, maybe even put him, put him in the bullpen. I was going to say middle relief guy. There's your elite middle relief guy. You know, council would be, well, I want to use him every day, not just once a week. Like he would, he would have a field day with Otani. He would, he would make fans enjoy Otani a lot less. He would find a way to use him. <laughs> it would make him way less exciting, would probably lead to more wins, but would make him way less exciting. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, I mean, that's a no brainer, but that th- that's the extreme example here 
and take away whether the other team would do it. But it's the extreme of would you even give up two to three of these top guys if it means really making the move that could be the over the hump kind of move. So, well, again, and I, I know we're talking about the Angels, but I said this a couple minutes ago. We cannot underestimate the drive that so many of these baseball owners have to get cheaper and to not really care that much about winning. So if you call cheap teams and GMs that are trying to keep their job, it's like, hey, we'll take this great player off your hands. Don't be surprised if an owner is like, wait, we can unload this huge deal. We stink anyways. Okay, let's do it. And maybe that's not something that's publicly advertised right now because no owner wants to advertise that. But that deal could be lurking somewhere. You never know. It's how baseball works. Yeah, and these few weeks will go a long way towards determining who does that. Like if someone's oh, yeah. in playoff contention and has a 400 winning percentage uh, over the next three weeks, that could drive them the other way. As we've talked about the outlook, which changes so often. If you enter the trade deadline with the most severe negative outlook, that could maybe drive a significant move like that. 877-867-1670. We're going to talk more about this when we come back. What should the Brewers do? Should a top guy maybe be on the move? If you want to play GM of another team and a star can throw out a trade to see if it might work for both sides. It's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. More is coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in Bill Michael's show on a beautiful Tuesday. Ben Kenny Granville's in for Bill today. Uh, Grant, did the rain hit you guys last night at all? No, I think that was the other side of the state. Yeah. Uh, I went for a nice run after work and then a little walk after the Bucks game. Beautiful night here. No rain. After work that you were at from uh, like 11 to, to 7, you'd say, but but not earlier at 10? Yes, a eight-hour day, a regular <laughs> eight-hour day. That's what I do often more. Show prep from home a little bit. Do some work from home. Dave was in case anyone per- was wondering. Dave was perplexed that you go to the grocery store uh, before work in the morning. When am I supposed to go? <laughs> Evo was getting on my case about this. He he's he's bragging yesterday at two thirty p.m. He's like, "Oh, I'm leaving work. I saw. I'm gonna that. go to the store, get all my things done." Evo, it's two thirty. Yeah, go off. I'm not done until seven. And the Bucks play at seven, and the Brewers normally play at seven. I don't know. Oh, that man's just brain. And I know he plays dumb just to trigger me, but still. <laughs> Stupid. I got you. 877 867 1670. What do you think the Brewers should do? Where are you at with this team? Why in the world are people suddenly jumping off the bandwagon or the ship, if you will, that maybe they can go win a World Series? So the King. Uh, hits me up on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny. And he asked when the Brewers traded for CC Sabathia uh, back in 2008, how did those prospects end up panning out? Looking back, what did that trade look like? So the trade was CC Sabathia to the Brewers for Matt Laporta, Zach Johnson, Rob Bryson, and a player to be named later. Now, you would be very correct in saying, well, I haven't heard of any of those players. Yeah, because Matt Laporta 
was considered to be the centerpiece of the deal at the time. He was lighting it up in double A uh, at that point. They need or the Indians at that time were hoping he would become a power hitting first baseman. That did not happen. He did have some at bats up in the bigs, but he uh, then went to the Mexican league after being cut by the Baltimore Orioles. Never panned out. Zach Johnson, triple A arm, never panned out at all. Rob Bryson as well. The player to be named later, though, however, was Michael Brantley, who was on that Indians World Series losing team to the Cubs in 2016 and then went on to play. I think he's still on the Astros, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And yeah, he, he became an all-star, really prolific hitter and, and outfielder. I've always been a big fan of his, minus the Astros cheating thing. But overall, I mean, it, when you look at that trade at first, the centerpieces of the deal were supposed to be Laporta and then the other prospects. You don't really expect that player to be named later to pan out. And that was the one that ended up panning out. So I guess that could be used as an anecdote to argue that, yeah, just give these guys away. They might not become anything. However, I, I've never really been a fan of looking at past big trades. I mean, as, as a follower of the Phillies, I obviously know it well with all of their big names being shipped out at the end of the 20 or early 2010s at the end of that run they had. And yeah, a lot of those trades didn't work out at all, but that doesn't mean I'm not in favor of acquiring highly touted prospects. It's kind of, it's like we had talked about, I completely forget the context, but you throw as many darts at the board and you hope one sticks. Uh, Grant appears to be having, we'll get reconnected. Uh, These things kind of ebb and flow as, as the show goes on. So uh, yeah, when you think about the, the big time player and the trade, it's, I think it's very context dependent for the brewers right now. I, I am in favor of them taking a big swing and making a big move. My problem is I'm having trouble finding an exact player that I would want them to go do it for especially on the offensive side. I think pitching-wise, they could go do it, but uh, those needle movers, you're talking about guys that can lift the ceiling. Like I, I mentioned the Phillies for a second, but the thing about their lineup right now, and I don't mean to go on and on about them, but the thing about their lineup right now is they have four to five guys that at any point in time can single-handedly carry the offense. They can get hot, and they go on these runs that really win the team baseball games. You see it with Bryce Harper. You see it with Schwarber, who's going nuts. Castellanos has been abysmal, but maybe he could do it. The Brewers don't have that right now. It's like, yeah, Adamas can get hot and produce a little bit. Telez can do the same, but not nearly to the level uh, that the team would need to go win games. Like you see, whenever Burns starts, it feels like they finish the game with one run or zero runs. And it's either they win one to nothing or they lose three to one. And they can never really give him the run support because there aren't really guys in the lineup that can lift the ceiling right like that. I was talking earlier about the 2014 San Francisco Giants. They had one. It was Buster Posey. But then they also ended up having, and maybe this is a, a postseason pedigree kind of thing, but when they got to the postseason, they had four or five and then five or six guys that could do it. Pablo Sandoval goes crazy and up and down the lineup. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough to directly compare say the CC Sabathia trade to where the Brewers stand right now. Um, because that also, I mean, that felt like more of a home run where they need that ace, probably the best pitcher in baseball at that time. The offense was, you know, in a pretty good spot. Meanwhile, this one, I, I just don't know about how much of an upgrade uh, 
they would they would really see from from all of that. So it's it's an interesting discussion. I I do think the uh, the Churio chatter. I, I would be fine seeing him nice. moved as long as the guy is is good enough coming in and could really make a difference. Uh, Brentley tweets in at me at Ben Z Kenny. He said, just look at Lewis Brinson as the center peach in the yellow trade. He flopped like, yeah. yeah, there are, there are so many examples. I mean, these big trades happen so often, so many examples of these prospects that are traded. Suppose it, they're supposed to be the next guy in three or four years. So many examples of those not panning out, but I can look across baseball and so many of, of the stars across the sport were also traded in some of these deals. And this is maybe a little lower level, but recently O'Neill Cruz, superstar, six foot seven. He will only get better as time goes on. He's electrifying. He was traded from the Dodgers. Think about that. He was going to be a Dodger because they somehow have all these guys, but they traded him to the pirates for a relief arm in like 2017. Mm-hmm. So there are so many examples of it working out too. I don't really want to look at the big trades that the brewers have been a part of and make some broad assumption based off that. Well, Michael Brantley in the Sabathia trade was at the centerpiece, right? You said he was the player to be named later. I'm looking at the Adam Lind deal. Brewers fans remember that. That's a name. Freddie Peralta was the random 19-year-old that just got tossed in. So you really never know where these great players are going to come from. We can obsess over Churio and Weimer, but there's good baseball players everywhere. And that means if the Brewers are trading good prospects away and you're worried about losing good players... Two years later, if the Brewers want to go the other way and start offloading some talent for prospects, then they can have prospects coming in, right? This is how it works. It ebbs and flows. Right now, it's time for the Brewers to be a little bit more aggressive. But as you just said, Ben, kind of when I uh, disconnected, there might not be a deal out there that's worthwhile giving away big prospects for. And that's fine. Then shoot for the offseason, shoot for next year. Again, it's the nice part about kind of having this two-year window is you can pick your spots. Or you go do it for an arm. And yeah. you hope you pray that the offense gets hot at the right time. Because my thought also is around this team. And I talked about this yesterday. Even if they bring in some big ticket bat, if the offense goes cold, like it did last year, no matter how good the pitching is, it's not going to matter when they get to the playoffs. So you're kind of rolling the dice anyway. And that could either be a roll in the great direction. They could get red hot and not even need another guy or it could be a roll in the wrong direction where Mm -hmm. they just get ice cold and they can't hit all at the same time. So that's, what's tough about this is could you just, there are moments in history. You could point to that one move being the thing that pushed X team to this point, like with the Rams, I mean, Odell in the super bowl and yeah, he got hurt, but I mean that he was a difference maker all throughout the playoffs for him. That was a great trade. And, And it clearly, you know, pushed them at least mostly over the hump. The rest of the team did the rest of that for this Brewers team. It's still to me, like if they're hot, they're hot and they win. If they're not, then whatever. Well, I I got an angry call yesterday from a Brewers fan that wants a big trade, wants bats because this fan doesn't want it left up to chance. He's like, well, I don't want to have to bet on my team getting hot at the right time. And I told him, Hey, I'm all about making the offense better, make the trades, but they're going to need to get hot regardless right? There's no way that they can get good enough and then win a world series despite being cold. Like I think the Dodgers and the Astros and the Yankees and the Mets, all these teams that are elite still need to play their best baseball at the right time. That's something that's going to need to happen regardless of whether they add a bat or an arm or whatever. Was that part of your get mad at stuff segment or was that legitimate? Oh, that was later. That was later. 
My my big get mad segment yesterday was everyone needs to calm down because we're acting nuts. And this guy called in and said, why aren't you more upset? We should be angry. Our team is basically doing the bare minimum and then hoping to get hot at the right time. And I said, well, wait a minute. They're going to need you to get hot either way. That's going to need to happen. Now we can disagree on how much they've done and if it's been enough up until this point. I also want them to make a move. Trade the top prospect if you need to to, to get a great guy in here. But the idea that they they don't need to get hot and they don't need to turn it on at the right time, that's dumb. They're going to need to get hot no matter what happens. I might argue that Shohei Otani would make it so they don't need to get hot because he could <laughs> single-handedly do it. So yeah. I'll throw that name out there. That's one of the things where, I mean, you could throw all the darts at the board and maybe one sticks. I don't uh, know how many imagine. other... I don't know how many other national or local or any radio shows are talking about the Brewers trading for Shohei Otani because it's unrealistic and it most likely won't happen. But if it does, I'm running circles. Same two, thing. Two things. Same thing about really, Montas and Loriano. Really quickly. Um, imagine what the media would say if Otani was in Milwaukee, because a lot of the media is unhappy that he's in L.A. with the Angels. Like That's not a big enough <laughs> stage for him. Yeah. So imagine if he was a Milwaukee Brewer. Also, I am going to tweet hearing buzz of possible Otani to Milwaukee trade love. I'm not going to specify that the buzz is only coming from us, um, but it is buzz. I would call it. So I'm going to tweet that out. Yeah. Undeniable buzz. Uh, cool. And retweet that strong, if, strong if buzz, loud buzz. If you're listening at Wisco grant on Twitter, I'm at Ben Z Kenny retweet that. Let's get the rumors going. It's kind of like what the live golf is doing to PGA tour players. They are throwing around the stupidest, most unfound false rumors about everybody and seeing what sticks they're throwing in oh yeah this guy uh, it's literally the ceos of the old golf courses that the live is playing it's like this guy's thinking about coming just as a way to stay in the news cycle and have everyone deny and deny and deny it happened with spieth last week he gets off the course and it's like oh wait people are saying i'm going to live i'm not it's all it's all false but maybe they sow a little bit of doubt into someone else so then they say, oh, Speed's going. I might go. So we should try to do that with Otani. Maybe the Angels are like, we won't give him Otani, but, you know, Trout might might do it for him. So yeah, chess yeah. is what this is. All right. Not checkers. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I've also seen so much random stupid rumors be, quote, reported by random people over the last two weeks, mostly having to do with college football realignment. But then everybody goes and picks it up and thinks it's real. So I don't know. There might reach a point if if enough people like get truly into this that I have to quit. I like I, I clarified. I said in literally in the reply, the buzz is mostly coming from callers of today's show. They've also thrown the name Mike Trout out there working to confirm. I, I was going to add uh, a follow-up on my tweet. A buzz from us, but, and then I'm like, you know what? Let's just see. <laughs> like ESPN got caught by ball sack sports. Right. Who's to say that we can't get Max Kellerman with the tweet from the Bill Michaels show. Like, well, what am I going to get fired <laughs> for spreading disinformation? It's the second week in July. This is the best content possibly that we've had. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill might come on next Monday and everyone's going to call in and talk about Otani and he's going to wonder what in the world we possibly did to his airwaves.
Uh, well, perfect. It's more fun than debating whether or not Brent Suter, Yandel Gustave can pitch the sixth inning. I'm looking at Evan Massey's Twitter account right now. Oh, God. Because I know I can find a scoop that's nothing, but it's all about the way that it's worded. And I'm scrolling, scrolling. Oh, see if I can he find is anything. the worst. He asked me to work for him once, actually. Really? But that's a separate story. Yeah, it's that's a that's a story for another day. Um, not the biggest fan of of him, but uh, Grant, I also got a DM, and it says <laughs> at Benzie Kenny on Twitter. Before this past weekend, the Brewers were twenty third in baseball in batting average. Burns throws seven shutout innings versus the Cubs, and the crew loses late. Hitting is the biggest issue with this team. I see a huge similarity to last September. So I think there is some legitimate truth there. And I was thinking about this during break. The things I would say back to that are number one, it's July 12th. So it's good that this is not happening in September. Like if this was September 20th today, then I would be a lot more concerned about this team because the offense isn't clicking. But the thing is that's two months from now and it's not September 16th or 20th. Uh, it is also noted that while they are 20 now 22nd in baseball and batting average, they are number 14 in on base. It is not a bad offense. It's not a great one by any means, but I cannot sit here and say they are a bad offensive team. They're fine. I think that's a word that is persisting today. They're like, they're good. They're average. They're okay. They need to be better. Undoubtedly, they need to get hot. But they're not this horrid offense that everyone, when it gets bad, it looks horrible, horrible. But it's not that bad. Watch the rest of baseball. That's what I would tell Brewers fans, right? I understand this offense is frustrating. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. I said this last week. Not going to be this guy that comes on air and says, oh, you think the Brewers offense is bad? They're top 10 in this and top five in this and blah, blah, blah. You're wrong. No, they stink. And they're a really tough watch sometimes. But it's really a symptom of how bad baseball is offensively, right? That the Brewers are actually okay in a lot of these categories. You'd never in a million years guess that unless you actually had to sit down and watch a dozen other baseball games throughout the week. And then you'd be like, Oh, okay. So I kind of get it. Yeah. It, it'll all be figured out. And I, we, we agree a bat helps and a bat probably needed, but thinking that, and yes, it feels today kind of like September, but thinking that, they don't have time to figure that out and for things to get better. Like the, there's a lot of baseball left. We're hitting the all-star break here in a week. So hopefully health comes. Consistency is definitely part of it. But in terms of the batting average thing, yes, they all have low batting averages, but they're producing runs. They're hitting for power. They're getting on base. Uh, it, it's not that horrible. It's not the end of the world. I've definitely watched worst offenses in my life. I can say that for sure. Worst offense from a first-place team? I don't know. Maybe you go back to the Brewers last year and just point that offense out and say it's pretty similar, but we'll see. 877-867-1670. Going to step away here. While Grant and my tweets are blown up and people think that it's real, despite not reading the very clear fine print right below it that that buzz is being generated by callers to this show, uh, Maybe Shohei Otani's on his way. We'll see. Uh, More of the Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill coming up next. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. But people out there on the Twitter sphere, can we stop retweeting big game boomer? Can, Can we grow up as a society? 
Can we stop just looking at the lists he puts out and endlessly retweeting it? It is infuriating that we continue to give it run. Asher and I, who will be joining us at 1 o'clock, former co-host of a Badgers podcast, we had fun with it in the beginning years ago when it was just starting, but now all this stuff's coming out. You have coaches retweeting it. Uh, Funny enough, Bill Sheridan, before he was fired or resigned or whatever, his last tweet was a big game boomer retweet. Funny how life works in that way. Uh, but, like, come on. They talked about the top defenses in college football and put, oh, put Wisconsin 30th. Stop retweeting, big game boomer. We'll all move forward. Who <sighs> is big game boomer? I'm going to look for this account right now. Oh, don't. It's it's this guy that just makes lists and puts them in a very specific format and then tags all the people he makes the list about to make them retweet it. And he has, like, 40,000 followers on Twitter. So did he list something specifically in the 24, 48 hours that got us upset? Oh, yeah. Earlier today, he called Wisconsin the 23rd defense in, or the 30th defense in college football. I'm looking at it right now. Which is false. They're top five. But still, it's like, stop retweeting this guy. I'm sure there are examples you, of this in the in the NBA sphere. Yeah. Do you... Do you do a lot of lists on Bill's show? I'm trying to think of, you know, it's the slow part of the summer. None. You know, is there a segment I could do once a week where we just found a list of something and talked about it? None on Bill's show. Zach and myself, instead of going into the college football season, we talk, obviously, all Wisconsin Badger sports. Instead of just ranking all the quarterbacks and that, I have constructed tiers as a way to describe them. Some of them founded in more humor than others, if you will. So I do a little bit of that, but no, no, we're not a big list show. That's fair. Am I really supposed to believe, and this is, you told me to not fall into this trap, but here I am falling. Wisconsin is behind Don't do Marshall it. and Boise State. Don't do it. And Don't Alabama, it. Birmingham. Stop. Stop. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no more big game boomer people. Lay off it. There are so many other ways to get mad online. Just have it not be those tweets, please. Thank you. All right, when we come back, 877-867-1670 will rock your calls. Should Christian Yelich participate in the Home Run Derby? We'll talk about that coming next. Coming up next, Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, in for Bill Michaels. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.